Welcome to the Healthy Family Law Attorney. I'm Tom Marks with the Marks Law Firm coming to you from Orlando, Florida. Today, I'm going to talk about presenting your family law case to the court. Peace. What do I mean by that? P-E-A-C-E. It's an acronym used by courts and lawyers on how to present your case to the court and what kind of order. So let's let's dive in. Okay, number one, P. P stands for parenting issues. The court's going to want you to address all the parenting issues first. There's several reasons for this. The court believes and the case law provides that the best interest of the minor children is paramount. You're going to need to know the number of overnights the court is going to award each parent before things like child support can be uh, calculated. So the parenting issues lead to the parenting plan that every case in the state of Florida has to have if you have minor children. The court has to find not only what is in the best interest of the minor children, but also has to look at all of the factors under chapter 61.13 A through T. And I shot a four video series on those factors with each video having five factors. So totaling all 20, you may want to look at those if you're going to have a custody battle or want to put together a parenting plan or have to present any evidence on these issues. So one of the big parenting issues we hear a lot about is parental alienation. First, parental alienation syndrome is not a diagnosis recognized by the courts. However, parental alienation is a thing. The only thing is that it's a very small percentage of the actual cases according to the experts and the courts. Only two to 4% of all cases involve real parental alienation. What we hear from courts and judges mostly is that yes, there's a lot of alienating behaviors by parents and that is alleged probably in 60 to 70 percent of time sharing or custody cases those do not rise to the level of parental alienation okay so i've handled many cases where there's a lot of alienating behavior and i've handled cases where there's been parental alienation found so three things i would tell a client quickly in this area one, document everything. Put it in writing. Utilize texts, email, and other written forms of communication that you can use later to document for the court whether your spouse is engaging in either parental alienation or these types of alienating behaviors. So communication is number one. Number two, boundaries maintain healthy boundaries do not let your spouse or significant other walk all over you don't let them trample over your boundaries there's some really good books on boundaries by townsend and cloud and third i would say do the hard work yes you're going to engage in boundaries yes you're going to engage in documenting things but yes it's more a marathon than a sprint it's going to take sticking to it 
continuously documenting everything, continuously pushing back on those behaviors and continually investing in the relationship with your children despite what is being done by the other party, okay? So that's number one, parenting. Yes, parental alienation and alienating behaviors is a big part of that. But generally, the court's looking at best interest of the minor child and the factors in Florida statute 61.13, A through T, okay? And you need to have that determined for the number of overnights before we can move on to child support. All right, under the PEACE acronym, next is E. E stands for equitable distribution. This is a fairly big topic. I will try to boil this down for you, but equitable distribution, equity means fairness. Distribution means how does the court distribute the marital assets and the marital debts? Starting point is a 50-50 split, but a lot of times there's some difficulty determining is this a marital asset or debt or a non-marital asset or debt? Okay, so marital asset or debt is defined as an asset or debt that was accumulated or incurred or earned during the marriage. So from the date of the marriage to the date of the filing of the petition for dissolution of marriage. Before and after that are arguably non-marital assets unless they were commingled with marital assets, unless they were transferred after the marriage, uh, put into joint name or something of that nature. So a big issue uh, in equitable distribution is how do you find hidden assets, okay? So let's say your spouse has a closely held business. Well, they may be hiding assets in the business. They may be having retained earnings and not paying out the income that the business should be paying out. They're hiding the value of the business. So what do you do? You have to hire typically a forensic CPA or financial expert to get in and do a full-blown business valuation or at least an abbreviated business valuation because a lot of times there's a significant value in the business. You're gonna value the marital home, typically the largest asset in most marriages. You can do that with an appraisal, with a CMA, which is a comparative market analysis that a realtor will do or the least best is something like Zillow. Tax records don't really give a full fair market value. Those are simply um, values for tax purposes for assessing real estate taxes. I would not recommend that. Um, I would recommend if you can't afford an appraisal to do a CMA with a licensed real estate um, agent broker. All right, so you're gonna, a lot of times to find hidden assets, you're gonna get into tracing. Um, you're gonna look at bank statements from the past to see if there have been larger transfers of assets out of that bank account or that brokerage account. You're gonna see if there have been loans taken against retirement plans or if monies have been taken out. You're gonna look at tax returns, payroll stubs, um, different schedules in the tax returns, all of that. So you need to have the E, equitable distribution, also before you can determine child support because 
in equitable distribution, that spouse or significant other may have significant assets that are paying interest or dividends, or there are some profits continuously, rents or something that are coming off of those. And so that income gets included uh, for the purpose of calculating the child support in the case. Okay, so now we have one, P, two, E, three, A. A is alimony. There are six types of alimony in Florida. I've done a prior video, very detailed on alimony. Number one and number two factor are financial ability to pay and financial need to receive. You have to have both before you have an alimony case. Before you get to all of the other factors in the statute, 61.08 lists those. There's the uh, duration of the marriage, the age of the parties, the health of the parties, the education level of the parties, the income of the parties, all of that, Ho homemaking, career building, non-marital resources available to the parties. There's a ton of factors. Alimony is subjective. Currently, there's no formula in Florida that judges rely on in determining the amount, the type, the duration of the alimony, but you have to determine the alimony also before you can get the child support because alimony paid is considered like a deduction to determine the amount of the child support that's going to be paid. Okay. So, you, it, okay, let's just get to it. The next one, so we've gone P-E-A, next is C. C is the child support. You need to have determined the parenting issues. So the number of overnights is one of the factors in a child support guideline calculation. The more overnights the other parent has, the more child support you're gonna pay. Or if you're the payor, spouse, or significant other in a paternity case, let's say, the more overnight you have, the less child support you're gonna pay. So a lot of cases have gone toward the 50-50 time sharing. That's not in the statute as a presumption, but it is something that we're seeing more and more of. If you have two good parents, the courts are more likely to award 50-50 time sharing. So the parenting issues come into play then the equitable distribution issues. As I said, there can be income in the way of interest, dividends, rents, um, business income, whatever it is that gets included into that spouse's uh, income. And so that will either increase or decrease the child support awarded based on the child support guideline calculations in chapter 61.30. So you can look at that. The statute defines what income is, and basically income is almost any type of recurring um, monies received by somebody for work performed or based on assets owned and so forth. Uh, look at that. I can do a video on that if somebody uh, would like me to. It's uh, fairly involved, but happy to do it. So child support also depends on the amount of alimony. Again, as I said, alimony, the amount paid, is also included in the child support guideline worksheet 
into that formula. And if the other spouse is paying alimony, then that's going to reduce the child support they're going to pay you. However, if you're paying alimony and you're the one that is to be receiving the child support, then that's going to reduce the child support you'll pay. Okay. So we're almost there. Peace parenting issues, equitable distribution, alimony, child support, and the final E, everything else. And that means really everything else. One, I'm going to give you a few things, but one of the big factors that comes into play there is attorney's fees. Attorney's fees have to be addressed by the court. You have to request them in your pleadings. But when you get to this part, all of the other factors are gonna play into that because attorney's fees are based on financial ability to pay, financial need to receive. And so if you paid your attorney considerable monies, you have a need, a financial need for the other side, your, your spouse, the other party to pay those attorney's fees because they have a financial ability to pay it. So then you need to provide evidence to the court on, regarding that. Uh, there's typically an affidavit of time, which shows all of your attorney's billing statements and the total amount of time. And then the other side looks at those, the court looks at that. There's, there's uh, testimony regarding the reasonableness of the fees. I did a full video on all the ways that attorney's fees are awarded under 61.16 of the statute based on ability and need. There's also an ability to get attorney's fees based on sanctions for bad behavior of the other side, for not producing documents that are required, not complying with court orders. There's also Rosen v. Rosen, and there's a statute called 57.105 that I get into a little bit that says um, if the other side brought a frivolous claim, frivolous case, or any uh, motion or part of the case, if the court finds that, then not only will the attorney's fees be awarded against the other party, but may also be awarded 50% against the other attorney. Okay, so everything else can also include just knowing all of your different elements that you need to prove for your case. That would be those factors A through T under the parenting. It could be uh, who are uh, the witnesses you're gonna call? What are the documents you're gonna rely on and introduce into evidence to prove uh, your case? So a lot of that comes up, burden of proof, what is the burden in different areas of your case? It gets very complicated, but you need to be very organized. I've done some prior videos on this also. So that's how you present a case to the court. Peace, parenting issues, equitable distribution, alimony, child support, and everything else. I continue to hope that this has helped you in knowing a little bit more about family law and knowing what some of the issues have been. I'm starting to get comments in and, and good questions that will lead me to uh, shooting new videos for things that people are really interested in. My purpose is because I believe your family matters. I want to provide hope and help your family to successfully navigate the family law process in a healthy way. So stay healthy, 
Um, if you've enjoyed this video, please hit that like button, subscribe to the channel, hit that bell icon so you don't miss any videos. I'm still posting new uh, legal topic videos on Wednesdays and new interview videos on Fridays. I'm getting a lot of good feedback. Would love to hear from you. Enjoy the week and I'll see you next time. Thanks.